the year is 2010. You're texting your friends on your Blackberry Bold through BBM. You get home from school, you want to check your Instagram. The only way to do so is to pull out your iPad mini or your iPod touch that your parents got you for Christmas. Life is good, carefree, social media has become a big part of your life. But the question is, where does all this data and information go? Who really owns it? And how is it affecting us in our day-to-day life? When you have an iPhone or an Android or whatever, especially with an iPhone though, there's the cloud. And even if you're not linked to the cloud, any text message you send, once you send it, it doesn't have to be a photo, any text message, it's there, it's in the universe, it could be tracked somehow. Yeah. So when you're... Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and I think back to the text that I've sent, and nothing like, <laughs> no, but I just mean like, even to you, talking about something that yeah. Adam wants me to do, it's just yeah. so scary, and you have no idea who's accessing yeah. that. that's super true. I think it's just not being naive and juvenile and thinking because you own the phone, you own what you put on it, because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you put it on your phone, you don't own it anymore absolutely and the same thing with social media like if you put it on social media you don't own that photo anymore like if you post on instagram (laughs) for the people can someone own this podcast can someone buy it please (laughs) some somebody please buy this can someone please own this podcast shout out the people that are listening the fbi agents listening right now let's go buy this podcast buy this podcast We will sponsor the government. Well, like we will. We will <laughs> sponsored by like if, the government of Canada. Fostering <laughs> 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 project music gets cut out. Oh, Canada, please! I would love that. That would like satisfy we'll have, me. If it was sponsored definitely. by the government of Canada, we would have to like say everything and then say it again in French, right? In after French. Bonjour. <laughs> 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 it is getting past. Oui, oui. Comment ça va? Ça va bien. That's it. Oh wait! Oh wait! The bosses will see you now. Social media. That is today's episode. The scary. Absolutely. Word. That's where I get all my memes. Well, yeah. Where else? That's where I get all of my stuff. That's where I get all of my information. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess people don't really like email memes anymore. <laughs> Do you remember like the original social media of getting? like spam emails where you had to like send this to 20 other people or else you'll die did you ever have that yeah oh yeah it would be- that was like the original social media that's so funny like yeah i remember getting those it would be like send these to five other people like cc your friends otherwise like mm-hmm. your family will die in a fire tonight yeah yeah i yeah. feel like the equivalent to that now is on tiktok when it's like like to claim and it's like like to claim oh my god <laughs> like manifestations yeah and it's like no, it's like, like if, to claim this card yeah, no, 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 it's something. like if you were seeing this tiktok on february 2nd you're like re- looking at it on february 2nd yeah. it's like this was meant for you there's no hashtags you're like and it was like you're going to have the best day of your life on like march 18th like to claim or like scroll to have like seven years of bad luck <laughs> and you know i like no. to claim absolutely <laughs> no see like those original media grabs like how you get people like marketing techniques are alive and well you know what actually scares me is like i feel like the best marketing techniques are the ones that just make you feel like it's going to affect your life personally like on a personal level like you know how many people on tiktok just shuffle tarot tarot cards and they're like the one is coming to you and you literally have no one in your life but you're like oh my god the one is coming to me it's coming so you're like i have to follow this person and subscribe to her and blah blah blah. otherwise i will die alone 
so true. Or is that just me? (laughs) No, it's so absolutely. And like the tick, well, I get different ones, but like the TikTok algorithm is like so precise because you interact with those ones. Yeah. And then you're going to see more Mm -hmm. that, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so accurate. But it's because you're. It has nothing to do with my data. Like it's totally just the universe. I don't know, but it's, it's crazy the amount of data that I feel like they're collecting on your every move and like all the apps though they Mm -hmm. just collect everything all of them and I think like something like snapchat used to be to me more of an app where it was like I can kind of post whatever I want because I feel like I just have my small close friends on there like I would never post something on like Instagram that I posted on snapchat yeah because I was like oh it expires but now I like look at my snapchat I have like probably like over 300 people on snapchat like that's a lot of people that's not close that's friends cr- wow yeah. Kennedy you have 300 people on snapchat <laughs> that's insane why I think like I've accumulated so popular. people over the years and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have yeah unfortunately I've accumulated a few people over the years that's funny <laughs> And I, like, I'm one of those people where I feel bad, like, deleting someone. Like, they would never know. Um, but I, like, have, like, remorse and, like, you know, right. like, buyer's <laughs> guilt. But, like, returning guilt. Right. Okay. And it hurts their feelings. But I just feel like now, because Snapchat, like, things can actually stay up. And when you think about it, like, mm-hmm. I love the fact that you can save to memories. But what you're doing is you're just essentially saving your, like, private photos to a cloud that is accessible yeah. by, like, an online company. Like, it's not... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is actually quite no, scary. No, it's so, so creepy. I feel like that's something I had no idea about when I started using, like, any type of social media. Like, I had... I was so unaware of what they stored. Yeah, because we're old, so why don't we take a trip, trip down memory lane to what social media was yeah. like when we started? Because I think I got social media in, like, create seven, six. Yeah, I had... I had Facebook when I was nine, just pretty little, but it was like when it was cool and my brother was super into like, he's like super techie and he was like, shout out, he'll never listen, but he is super technology like focused. So he was like, you need Facebook casts. This is great. So he set me up with a Facebook and like everyone else kind of had Facebook too, like who had my six friends. Right, your and cousins, relatives yeah. all had Facebook, so like that's how we like interacted, and we were, like only had family on there. And when he set up my profile, he was like, "So, like, what are you into?" And I was like, "Uh, reading and like playing outside of my quads." <laughs> so my two interests on my like original Facebook account were Harry Potter. <laughs> I've never read the books, oh and quadding, quadding. Sandra, also, like, why fo- would you tell people that you never read the Harry Potter books? Like that is something you lie about because we will lose so many followers because people are obsessed with Harry Potter. You know what? I'm willing to be... I'm willing... I've seen the movies, and, like, I'm okay with that. I've read the first one for sure, but, like, I thought J.K. Rowling was, like, definitely canceled. That's super fair. Maybe it's maybe it's an okay time to say that we don't listen to Harry Potter. <laughs> I think it's an okay time to say we don't read. <laughs> hey, I told you I'm reading audiobooks, so you can speak for yourself. <laughs> okay, so going back to, right, the Facebook interests, I... What was your Facebook... Like, what was your initial Okay, setup so like? I... Okay, so I guess... Wow. It's funny because I guess, <laughs> marriage, I guess marriage was a really big thing in my mind when I was younger because... So I was married... Like, you know, if you listen yeah. to the last episode, I got married twice to my sister's two really good friends when I was, like, 10. 
but then I'm also married on Facebook still to this day. I'm 23. I'm still married to my friend who lives in Calgary now. And we got married in like grade nine. There was a ceremony at our school. I don't know if you remember. No. <laughs> anyway, so on Facebook, okay. it still yeah, says yeah, I'm yeah. married. And what we also did was we would say that we were like sisters with all of yes. our friends. So I have like 14 sisters on Facebook. In reality, I only have Same. one sister. And I never changed yeah. it. So all the friends that I've gained and lost over the years, like I'm still technically like sisters with like people who I'm not even like actually friends That's with on Facebook so anymore. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I remember that. It was like a thing to like, if you were a sister, you were like best friends. Mm-hmm. And like showed your friendship to take it to the next level by like putting a relationship yeah. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I used to, oh my God. I used to like, okay, every couple of weeks I get notifications being like, you have a memory today on Facebook. And it was like a status that I posted and my statuses <laughs> were hilarious. I literally just, you know what, <laughs> you guys, I'll drop the tweet now. I just Googled like funny witty statuses, funny witty like jokes. No, you didn't. And I just copy and pasted them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plagiarism yeah no i've met facebook was just like when i had it originally it was like kind of like messaging as many people as you could it was like oh. everybody i could meet you add it as a friend and like it was a thing to be like messaging a bunch of people oh, I don't but again doing that. i just remember using msn to message people Oh, and, like, yeah. I would, was huge. Like, I would, like, log on, and my crush, my grade 7 crush, would be on. And, like, if he didn't message me, I would log in and out a bunch, just so it would keep popping up, mm-hmm. like, Kennedy logged in, Kennedy, Kennedy logged in. Like, yes. I was like, hey, babe, like, I'm here. Like, what's up? Like, you, what's you up? up? Hello. And I remember. So smart. Do you remember? Maybe not, because you didn't, like, have presents during the time of MSN. But do you remember, like, when... We had, like, a code word for when our family or parents would, like, walk by us on our computers so that we could be, like, stop talking about, like, crushes because my mom's behind me right now. And it was, like, a code word that everyone knew. I don't remember what it was. No. (laughs) Oh. That's incredible, though. I love that. No, I didn't. I never had that. I definitely had, like, I think I was allowed too much freedom with, like, the internet when I was little because, like, I had no friends. And then I, like, definitely was just, like, trying to talk to random people. It was, like, unsafe. Oh. But yeah, Facebook at first was kind of just like something you connected to with your friends. It wasn't, for me anyway, like trying to it wasn't advertising. get likes or like no. it was not advertising. It was, uh, we were talking about this with another friend. It was Farmville. Oh did my you play gosh, Farmville? I never did, but it was Farmville and like Candy It was like Crush. games. Yeah. 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 And you had, like, a little farm. You had to log in and make sure other people's farms weren't dying. Yeah, the only thing I used Facebook for growing up was going – I would, like, hang out with my friends, and we would take, like, 60 photos, and I would, like, edit them on Picnic with, like, hearts on top of them. And then I would, like, post them to an album called, like, Live, Laugh, Love. And then – Absolutely. That would be the extent and posting funny statuses. But it was never – it's weird. Now I feel so much more – like, I would never – I mean, I've matured, but I would never post things on Facebook now – about my personal period life. yeah yeah ever yeah like I don't even the only thing I post is like ooh, if it, like here's like a rogue accomplishment that's like professional that's like it when like, do you photos. think that Facebook went from like just like posting whatever you want kind of stupid didn't really have a ton of like capability to like mattering your likes and what you posted and people commenting because there was definitely like a time in high school where like mm-hmm. someone changing their profile picture was a big deal oh. I think, like, the transition went from, and we can't speak to everyone because the people who were in their, like, 20s when Facebook started is different than for us, but for me, it was, like, a first phase of just, like, 
fun post whatever like it's this like open chill forum where it's just like connecting with your close friends then it went to like okay wait but this matters if you get likes this matters like but Mm -hmm. it's still just in your close group and now how I see Facebook is like some of my friends see stuff but I feel like it's more like if I'm posting on Facebook Facebook and the surrounding area sees it no it's totally true I think like I think it probably happened like grade nine or grade ten where like posting really matters. So like for context, like photo. 2013. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so long ago. Yeah, yeah like 2012, 2013, I think it started to actually matter. And then it kind of got consuming. Like I can remember coming home from school and like just spending hours scrolling. Well, yeah. Do you think it got, I feel like it got consuming to the point where like if you posted something, you know, all the guys in grade 12 would see it. People mm-hmm. would like, likes mattered. But I think now it's like, everyone sees it like when I post something I'm not like my friends are seeing it I'm like the world is seeing this and you're not posting for your friends anymore you're posting as if it's like an you're also advertising Mm -hmm. like you're not posting to be like this is a really fun memory I had on this hike here I hope my mom sees this photo I want people to like base me off it it's totally like hey well we put I only ever post to be like hey check out my podcast episode yeah it's true that's it that's what people use it for because it's free advertising do you think that's also because we're at an age where people are starting to do things with their lives like they're not just in high school posting photos like do you think the people but then again when you look at TikTok, I don't think so all 13 year old girls 14 year old girls yeah they're themselves becoming a brand even if they don't have a business because they're making money off posting funny videos totally I think like we were kind of talking about it in a past episode where like you gain knowledge of the internet and how it works the longer you've been on it so we've been on it since like let's say like nine and we can understand how it works to an extent but like people that are older have only had social media for like 10 a tenth of their life are having like a way harder time understanding its rules and they seem like incompetent on social media but i think like the younger generation is so in it all the time that they like know just by like automatic like automatically know that like Facebook's not the place and I don't think they've ever been like posting a saucy status on Facebook I think they were just like no use this Facebook yeah it's true yeah do you remember when you first got Instagram Instagram and Snapchat I do I can't I remember it's crazy because you think when Snapchat first started there was no saving photos like that's the one thing I love about Mm -hmm. Snapchat is I save all my photos so it's like my own personal like photo album I love it yeah but in but it there was no filters either which was probably for the better yeah. do you remember you couldn't filter your photos at all there wasn't even like the swiping filters like you just had like name. a text and it only went for a certain mm-hmm. amount of texts mm-hmm. so you would like get caught off a sentence and have to like send another snapchat oh. with like the finish of your sentence back in our day <laughs> back in the day back in the day I think I got Snapchat before Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I love Snapchat. To this day, if I had to get rid of any app, it would be anything but Snapchat. Maybe TikTok now. That blows my mind. I love Snapchat. But it's more, I feel like it's more private and, like, not necessarily connected to all the others. Like, Instagram and Facebook seem like they're just connected to everything. And the only people, like, you can't share a photo on Snapchat. And, like, Snapchat tells you if anyone, like, screen records or screenshots or anything. Which I like. I think that's good. Because that was a big thing. I remember people, like, screenshotting on Snapchat and you wouldn't know. Yeah, and you were... And it was a thing Mm -hmm. that people did and be like, ooh, I have screenshots of her. (gasps) It was, like, very high on the news. Like, I remember tons of, like, news reports coming out of, like... For the first time I ever heard of it, I'm sure it happened, like, forever and ever, but, like, 
of kids getting arrested for having pictures of another kid on their phone. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember that? Like, there'd be invest- police investigations, yeah. like, mm-hmm. going through kids' phones because yeah. somebody was like, hey, I think they have photos of me. And it was from all these apps, and you would never know because they would just screenshot without a notification. And I kind of think that's why Snapchat added that feature. Oh, because they I think definitely there was a ton got, of... there were lawsuits against Snapchat. Yeah. That, so definitely. Because of that. And it was like the one thing that everyone used. Like, what adult, uh, when we were downloading it at 15, was like, yeah, I'm going to get on Snapchat no, too. that'd be so no. creepy. But nowadays, like... I think it's still weird when adults have Snapchat. I know so many adult men that have Snapchat. They're like, hey, can I do on Snap? I'm like, sir, you're 50 and married. Should we let them know now that it's inappropriate? Yeah, well, I think... <laughs> I think the biggest red flag is when, if if any man, yes, it's worse if they're over 25, but their main form of communication with you is Snapchat. Like, please leave the chat. Biggest red flag ever. If I am, like, theoretically, if I was... Me? Like, tra- meeting people, <laughs> yeah. and I was trying to get to know them, whether that was on a dating app or, like, in person, mm-hmm. and they didn't ask for my number but they asked for my snapchat it's a no like never we're not we're not getting past this initial chat and that's so funny because like with my job i would have guys be like hey can i have your number and i'd be like you can have my snapchat <laughs> so i think i'm the problem but that's for you <laughs> no you're never the problem no that's true i'm never the problem no that's a libra never the problem libra's never the problem but instagram i remember when instagram first came out it was all about artsy photos and aesthetics. Yes. You didn't post selfies. You didn't post pictures of yourself. It was just no. aesthetic pictures of like a mug with a frosted window behind it and like food that you made. And it was like a clock on the wall. Yeah, and there were like borders around every photo, and it was like this really oh dark tinge, like yes. filter, like Valencia saturated. Absolutely. And then it slowly became like, okay, posting a picture with your friend, posting a selfie. Mm -hmm. And then now it's like, if you post a scenery picture on Instagram, it gets like two likes. No, it's like so drastic how things have changed. And like, I think Instagram is the worst of all of them for making you have to like think and look and make everything appear a certain way because it's just photos, Mm -hmm. especially for like young kids. That's true. I feel like immediately, like, even though it was, like, definitely, like, pick monkey art, like, I tried to be, like, looking super pretty, and I would, like, do my makeup for a potential Instagram photo shoot, oh, and yeah. I don't, never really did that for Facebook, No, because I didn't really have friends, but, like... No, but you feel like Instagram's, like, permanently up there, because as soon as you yeah. click on your profile, the picture is right there, like, you don't just scroll, you can't hide it, like, yeah. it's there. And, like, do you remember when people, like, posted on Instagram? It was, like, a thing. Instead of just being, like, oh, cool, like, a nice post. And I think it's more like that now. It was, like, OMG, like, Kennedy posted a selfie today. Let's look at the comments. Let's yeah. look at the likes. Let's see how it's doing. Like, everyone would be, like, shook if you posted. Yeah. It was, like, the Oh, my God, her the pet got over 100 likes. Like, holy, did you see Oh, my gosh, that? do you remember That's that? Wild. Yeah. Do you remember when it would stop saying names at 11? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be like this, like Cassandra Blackwell and 11 others, or like, but then you... To, and you'd be like, I made it. You're like, I made it. I got 11 likes. I'm so glad they got rid of the like feature. Me too. Like, I'm so glad. It was like so... No, I love not having it. Yeah, it was just like, just added such an unnecessary stress. I agree. I think like, if your post stopped getting like the likes that you expected, people would be like, ooh, that only got 
50 instead of your normal 80 like, like must be a bad pick yeah. mm-hmm. and then you're like it's a bad pick and I look awful and then you delete it like I'm ugly so I'm deleting it like it was so messed yeah, up yeah and but Instagram people would just like see like if you removed a picture on Instagram they'd be like why'd you delete that like she had a picture I know, of, people like, why would she delete it and then you're like I think the biggest thing that I've noticed in the last, I'd say, two years is just, like, mm-hmm. I'm so cautious of what I post. And I don't know if that's because, you know, I see a lot more negativity or if it's also partially because I'm kind of leaving that teenager, I'm 23, oh my gosh, but leaving that, like, teenager vibe and entering more of, like, the workforce where I'm like, okay, my employers could look me up. I don't post anything bad, but all it takes is one caption that rubs someone the wrong way, and I just feel like employers all they're seeing is what they're seeing in front of them like honestly you can't blame them for judging a book by its cover because they don't know you yet or maybe they haven't interviewed yet no I think it's totally as fair I think like when you start to be in that mindset of like okay what I'm posting is out there not for like my friends to judge me or like the guy I like to see it's now for an employer to judge me on or whatever like a school applicant reader to check you kind of have to like it becomes less consuming, I think, because you're not so concerned about, like, checking if people see stuff. Like, I think you're more, you're able to take yourself out of that space mm-hmm. and be like, that is separate. That is, like, what how I represent myself for the workforce and how I want people to see me. But it's not, I'm not consumed about, like, seeing if people liked mm-hmm. it, who liked it, um, who's commenting. Like, it's less consuming when you kind of enter that phase of your life. I still think, like... I mean, I don't know a ton of, like, teenagers, but the ones that I do know are definitely consumed by tic- or Instagram as much as we were mm-hmm. when we were 16. But I think that people use it less to check on you ne- back then than they do now. I think when I see TikToks, and I think they are hilarious, and I'm like, this is the funniest thing ever, but I'm like, oh my goodness, when you're 28 and you're applying for a job, what if that comes up and you know what, no shame, no shade to what you're doing because you're hilarious and it's funny or the joke is so, like, relatable and it's, like, and all it takes an employer to go, maybe they even think it's funny, but if they go, our clients aren't going to like that or that's something that has a bad vibe for us, you might be a perfect candidate for the job, but at the end of the day, they're the one that's going to pick you. No, I totally agree. I think, yeah, it's, I worry about, like, the like people that are younger too like 16 year olds or whatever posting like crazy stuff on tiktok like the silhouette challenge or something and you're like underage posting it like i see a lot of underage girls and boys on tiktok doing very like provocative dances or something and i think i think there's a lot of things like yeah like being ready for the workforce and i think there's issues with that i think like the field and what like the barriers to get into the workforce are pretty tough mm-hmm. and I don't I think like it's unfortunate that you have to play by a certain set of strict rules yeah. to get anywhere like I don't think they're necessarily fair no I don't think so either. but I I worry most about like young girls putting themselves on the internet for people to see and then they're gonna get treated incorrectly and not like a minor mm-hmm. yeah that's super fair 
I, there are bad people out there, mm-hmm. and they're seeing your stuff, and you it's not just for you. And the fact with that is TikTok is so not for just your followers. Like, I don't know, for some people who are listening, like, I'm sure everyone knows what TikTok is, but how it works is it's just, yeah, like, if Cassandra likes a bunch of specific photos with a certain audio underneath it, then TikTok knows that, so they're going to keep sending her videos based on that audio. So she's going to see videos from people who live in the states who live in Spain, who live all across, all around the world, because Anna has never followed these people, never interacted with them. People all across the world are seeing randomly generated photos. That's what's scary is like those videos can be screen recorded and saved. So even if someone deletes them, like you have no idea who has access to those. Yeah, it's really scary. Even just like, even if the company itself like says that, oh, we're really secure. We're going to like make sure if you're underage, we'll protect you. They still own all of that data and it's easier and easier for, like, people to hack your data. Mm-hmm. Like, even the companies aren't really protecting you. So I just think it's, like, a really good rule of thumb to treat your, and we've talked about this a lot, but, like, treat all of your social media as if it's, like, a, an extension of your resume. Mm-hmm. I totally If agree. possible. If you don't want your grandma seeing it or your boss's boss seeing it, you should take it down. Yeah, and I mean, we've been, we've fallen victim to that, too, in the past, like, growing up, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, the occasional, like, bikini pic goes oh, up God, on Instagram, yeah. and then you're kind of, like, having regrets a little bit later, you're like, is this a tasteful bikini pic, or is this, like, like, what's the scale, and it's hard, and we by no means are an exception to the rule, we've fallen, you know, into it as well, but I think what we can offer is that we've seen it affect people in the workforce and Cassandra you've seen people lose jobs in job interview. so the government knows everything everything they're watching and they're watching you all the time they know everything they can find your data everything. and so I had a friend that had two private Instagrams and she's like a very classy girl like she has she was in the same sorority I was so she like followed all the social media rules which we will talk about Like, everything was pretty good, but she was private. But she had a fan account for a drag queen. Mm -hmm. Like, she ran a fan account. And she was at, like, the final stage in these government interviews. If they're, like, really high security, it will be, like, three days long with, like, a lie detector test. Like, they can get really intense. And she was at the last one. And they, like, had a stack of papers, like, in front of her on a desk. And they were, like, plopped them all in front of her and just said, explain this. So sorry, so unless you what request, were the photos of? What did they put in front of her? It were photos of, like, a drag queen. Like and they thought it was her. Oh. <laughs> so they were like, hello, what are these? Like, you can't, like, can you please explain, like, what's going on? Like, why are you doing this? Or do you have a fake persona? Because, like, government workers aren't, like, hip. They don't watch, like, RuPaul's Drag Race. They didn't know who mm-hmm. this girl was. So they were very very confused and she had to like explain what a fan account was oh <laughs> and what a drag queen was to these guys and she got the job because i think they was fine with her because like when you explain oh this is just a fan account that's not me doing it this is what it is for it's private etc cetera, etc cetera. they were like okay what did she have linked of her personal information to this instagram account nothing like maybe she had an like associated email because Instagram might have made her have an email but she said it was like so private that's insane like like that, yeah. that's that's what they we want to talk about her. is the fact that a company can somehow link an Instagram account to you just by an email address that you have linked to your Gmail yeah or whatever honestly like most people that I know recruiting wise don't they'll once they get your resume they'll like 
look through it, but they will check your social media right after. LinkedIn is how most people even find you to recruit and find you a job. So LinkedIn needs to be pristine, but they check your Facebook, they check your Instagram, they check your, they'll just Google your name and whatever they pop up is like what they will use before they interview you. Which is crazy because you can have like top tier accomplishments on your resume. I've accomplished so much and then it sucks because yeah, I mean, you see, I mean, you see, I mean, I don't know if it's changing because you see like lawyers on TikTok who are like professional lawyers being funny on TikTok, but at the same time, but they're already lawyers. Exactly. They're already lawyers. They're not. That's like the unfortunate part of it is like, you can't, you can be free and be yourself. And that's like the whole point of social media is like to be creative and show your different sides of yourself and have like some sort of different outlet, whether it's like through marketing or graphics or whichever photography, that's like the whole point of it. But you have to like play by certain rules and you can't necessarily show that side of you depending on what kind of job you want until you already have the job you want. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is it's so nice and in a perfect world it's great to express yourself on social media how you want to and how you know and still be valued for your accomplishments and your brain and your intellect. But the sad part is the people that are looking at you don't know who you are yet and they're just judging you based on the photo you have on your Instagram with a red solo cup and they're going "Mm, no even if that red solo cup has water they don't know right yeah it doesn't matter it insinuates drinking right which you know all about (laughs) oh yeah um I kind of went for like obviously from our private like high school Mm -hmm. and then kind of being at TRU I didn't really like do crazy stuff on like Instagram or like Snapchat or anything Mm -hmm. but it was like very apparent that other people did when I went into the SRAT life and we would have like sit down conversations and we had to sign a contract, um, a social media contract with things that we would not do or would do um, to represent the sorority in a good light. Mm -hmm. And it was actually like, I thought it was the most useful part of the whole sorority, like, yeah, networking and like friends for life but honestly it taught these really young girls that were coming out of high school going to a big university Mm -hmm. where there's a ton of parties a ton of drinking a ton of different opportunities Mm -hmm. to like keep it classy yeah i'll read a couple of our social media policies yes i would love to hear um these ones are not exact and um i took them from other sororities so it's not just link to mine if you can do the back search to find out which sorority i went to (laughs) <clears throat> this I in no way um, represent my sorority at this point. Not with the Bostick project. <laughs> no, not um, I'm not affiliated. So the first one obviously is no stories or posts with alcohol, solo cups, um, any like big huge glasses. Like if it's like an excessively sized cup, oh. um, that kind of always insinuates binge drinking. Obviously, like no drugs or anything. That like no posts. So this kind of changed at first. It was like nothing. Like if I had a classy glass of wine with dinner, it would have to get taken down. It was like a zero policy. I think they've adjusted it since I've been an alum. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was like pretty strict. What would happen if someone tagged you in a photo that you like didn't consent to? And like you had to ask it to be removed. Like if I posted it with you, you Mm would have had to be. I would have to contact you and ask you to take it down. Did like a formal form, like sincerely as per this thoughty pick, no. please remove. It wasn't like a formal like request, like an email or anything, but we did have like an advisory um 
account on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and you had to add it. It was like a rule that you all new members had to add this person and you didn't really know who it was. It was somebody on the exec team, but we didn't know if it was two people, one person, like it often switched roles. So it wasn't always a president. It wasn't always like risk management. And they were like a secret account. And if they commented like a very specific emoji on your picture, you had to take it down immediately. Oh my gosh. Did it ever happen to you? No. Please. <laughs> I don't post anything. I'm so bad at social media. Mm, yeah, it was like, let's go. But yeah, it was like pretty intense and people got into fights. So if you didn't do it, like if that emoji was left up and you didn't do anything about it and you kept up your photo, we have, I think it's kind of like basic for all sororities that are international we have like kind of like court and you'd have to like go to court and explain (laughs) and explain yourself like why you did it in front of like the president the chapter advisor probably risk management and then you are allowed to have a witness so you could have like somebody being like oh no like it's I can attest that it's like literally just her favorite red cup you know and they would have to like and then they would work out a fine and usually it meant like taking down the photo but you also have to do like sometimes it was like you had to pay extra money or sometimes it was like you had you were banned from social events that was the biggest one like you were banned from going to social parties so ladies and gents next time you want to post that (laughs) pic where you think you look a bomb figure out if it's worth jail time like oh my gosh yeah no it was like I I don't know I thought it was kind of funny but like you were also the biggest ones like besides obviously like anything insinuating drinking excessive drinking was not in drugs obviously but you also could not post anything that was body focused so like if your face wasn't in a photo but it was a picture of your body it you had to take it down so like if you're if it's like face down like booty popping it would be like nope you have to take it down bikini pics if you're like at the beach playing with dolphins you could post it if you're like in the water with like your legs spread and you're like popping posing. it like posing you had to take it down wow you can't post even if it's in leggings you couldn't post like a booty <gasps> pic oh i feel triggered by that one <laughs> like it couldn't be body focused photos like it had to be focused on like a fun event or like your right. face and you think this helped you I think so because it was like it kind of just prepared me for what I needed to do for my social media anyway Mm -hmm. when I graduated like when I was doing applying for jobs and in that part of my life I didn't have to go through all of my social media and take things down Mm -hmm. because it was already kind of done which was nice but I think it just like kind of gave a perception of like us as a group because you're always they always say like you're always representing the groups that you're in like you would always be representing pre-law because you're the president. You're always going to be representing them. And so it was kind of like you needed to be always representing the group that you joined. And a lot of people had, it was like the biggest contested thing was a social media policy. But like you had to sign that contract to become a member. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like I think it, in a way, like it's crazy and some of the stuff that you say is funny. But I think honestly, like your your reputation is, especially nowadays, your biggest asset and it it's like a web like if you're Cassandra well your reputation is linked to the school that you graduated from it's linked to where you're working right now it's linked to this podcast which means in turn it's linked to me so if you post something sketchy it affects the podcast it affects me and it affects my reputation do you know what I mean like it's everything is almost like a web I think that in a way you were influenced in a positive way because you were shown how posting things that maybe 
if all your friends were posting it, all your friends outside the sorority are posting it, you would just go, well, they're posting it, so it's fine. Everyone posts that stuff on social media. But you were shown what it looks like from outside eyes. Influence is huge. Hence, influencers, that's how they make money, influencing people. Yeah, I think, like, the biggest lesson was kind of, like, everyone's judging you on your social media. And, like, whether you want it to be a collection of good times or fun events that you went to, you're still posting it on an online forum for people to pass judgment on. Mm -hmm. If you didn't want that, you wouldn't post it. Mm -hmm. So, like, you have to kind of put in your head that you are giving permission to every single person that can potentially see this post to judge it and judge you based on it and that's harsh and it is kind of does it's not fair I don't think that you should be like completely judged by what you put on your online and online personas are often so different from Mm -hmm. who people really are but that's just how how it is it works now we don't meet in person everything's online like I'm not seeing you like I'm only gonna know what we do based on how you text me or snapchats or blah blah blah, and that's goes beyond to our followers yeah but I think it's also difficult in a sense that you're posting and you want to be professional and you want to come across what I post I want to be totally okay if employers if people related Mm -hmm. to the podcast looked at it but I Mm -hmm. also still have a personality when you're a single person too social media is how you meet people right So if you're going to post a cute pic, like sometimes you want to post a cute pic on Instagram. Now it's hard because it's a balance of wanting it to be a professional forum, but also it's for your friends and a lot of people use it to meet people and especially right now. So do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the only way we have to present our personal identities to the world Mm -hmm. is through social media because we're not really meeting people as much. Like that's how you stand out. And I think there's such a huge pressure on trying to be different and show your personality. And I think the whole point of social media was to appreciate people's differences and to show different passions or discover new people or discover new things. And it's totally become super toxic and you can make them congruent. I think you do a good job of posting like your captions are always light and funny. They're not like serious Mm -hmm. about like a serious issue. Yeah. I did want to kind of talk about like our like personal relationships with social media and like your mental health. And I know we talked about it a little bit with Michelle, but I kind of wanted to get in a little bit more exact, like how was your relationship with yourself and your like how you felt about your body and social media when you were in high school and Facebook and Instagram a little bit for me in, in high school, but I think also Tumblr. I was seeing a lot of like really thin people we talked about this a little bit with Michelle and like I'm somebody who's always been very athletic like I could like run as fast as the boys kind of thing and I was like that was just not the body type that was on Instagram and Mm -hmm. Tumblr or Facebook Mm -hmm. and I remember I don't I don't remember a time since I was like in grade 10 or 11 that I wasn't trying to change my body because of I didn't like how it looked compared to Mm -hmm people on social media yeah. and it was totally social media I would have never have known that if people didn't post like body inspo because it shows the it shows the quote-unquote ideal that's, that's what it is yeah. when you're in high school you have all body types around you but when you see everyone yeah. reposting photos of girls with like oversized t-shirts and like little skinny mm-hmm. legs 
Because that, that's what it was when we were in yeah. school on, like, Tumblr. It, it was. was. Like, it was like, and then you would, like, make it your phone background. And you would have, like, a phone yeah. background of, like, a hip girl with, like, her hair all curly and, like, skinny legs. Messy, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super true. It was, like, the pop punk thing. I, and you're, like, a very hormonal time. And so you're, like, already super insecure mm. about your body because it's changing. And you're, like, sad every other day. And you, like... Or mad at your parents it's just like a very like we loved high school <laughs> oh my god it was such a good time and you like I don't know about you but I just wanted to hide all the time yeah. in general because that's like what puberty did to my brain mm. but that on top of being like and you don't look like the ideal was just like a lot for my head yeah. and there's also times where I was like oh I'm too curvy boys are looking at me inappropriately now oh. like it was like I felt like I was more objectified when I was in high school than I do really? now. Yeah. That's interesting. I think now I'm more, because I'm aware of it, I don't fo- hyper-focus on my body as much anymore, mm-hmm. but then I was so noticing, like, every single comment. So it was kind of my brain, too, being, like, more, like, ooh, people notice what I wear. Mm-hmm. But that, that that's interesting that you said that you felt like you were more objectified in high school than you... Totally. Do you think you were just more aware of it? Or do you think it was... I think I was definitely more, like, Mm self-conscious. So I was, like, very much looking everywhere. But I also think... I don't know. When I was, like, younger in high school, walking downtown, I would very much get catcalled way more than I do now. And you're... Yeah. Interesting. When I was, like, 15 to 17. Why Why do you think that is? Do you think that's because you exuded... And not to say you did, but exuded, you're younger, exuded insecurity and vulnerability and inability to... Maybe. Whereas, like, now, somebody might not get away with that. Like, you know who you are, you're more confident. Maybe. Is that maybe why? I think maybe I, like, when I go walk down the street, it's like, no bullshit. Yeah. Get out of my way. I'm walking down the street. But I also think maybe it's just, like, men are messed up and, like, younger women. It's the juvenile. It's, like, messed up. But I think, like, if I was in high school right now and I saw Kylie Jenner lips, I would feel way worse than I do at 23 seeing Kylie Jenner lips. Mm-hmm. Well, because you also know it's a fad and it's going to pass. Yeah. So I just, I didn't know that in high, in high school, though, either. Like, I didn't know that, like, the Kardashians were going to get, like, mega famous and mm-hmm. having curves was going to be the ideal. Yeah. Like, in high school, I was like, okay, be as thin as possible yeah. was the ideal. Mm-hmm. Well, it changed. And it changed. Okay, tips then. I think the best tip is just, it's an extension of your resume. You are presenting yourself as if you are presenting it to a works worker or even your grandma. Like maybe you're in the type of field where your employer doesn't really care. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. But if your grandma or like great grandma or your dad or your mom sees it and any of those people would cringe. <laughs> if you're making your family it's cringe, it's probably not a good idea. It's not it. Wow, that makes me really like, rethink a lot of things that I've posted in my life. But I feel like your family doesn't cringe. My family loves you. Of course they love the posts. me. But it doesn't mean they don't cringe at the videos that I make and the photos <laughs> that I take of myself. My mom tells me, my mom's never listened to an episode of The Bachelor Project, but she tells me every single post if she liked it or not or if we looked bad. Maybe that's why I have issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. 
Do you have any other tips about like surviving social media so you don't sewer yourself in the future? <laughs> so you don't absolutely wreck yourself in the future. I think the resume thing is a big is a big thing. I think it's a sad thing to say, but knowing that there's certain things that just don't need to be on your phone. Get a disposable camera, take a Polaroid. A good rule of thumb if you're gonna post and you want it to be a representation of yourself, you want it to be creative, you want it to be fun, is to kind of focus on the feelings that you had in that moment of the photo that you want to post and what you're thinking about and what the moment was like if you're focusing on a really good event and you can tell that you're really happy in that photo and you want that to come across that's probably a fine post but if you're posting something that you're posting because you want someone to look at it in a certain way or you worked really hard to make your body in a certain angle and it doesn't like once you post that you're not going to have really good warm fuzzy feelings about it when you go back in your feed and look at it so i think just focus on those experiences focus on how the pictures make you feel and if they make you feel good it's probably okay to post mm-hmm. i think that's a good point you know i think just play a little hard to get with your social you know don't give yeah. everything away right away like leave them wanting more pretend that you know social is just like that guy that you're trying you to don't care you. let them chase you yes you know just like post a little teaser post a little shoulder up pic but yeah. they don't need to know like what that other angle looks like they can take you out for dinner to see that angle absolutely or like don't get post once or twice a month and then don't post for six months oh my God, like ghost you're them. too busy yeah, ghost you're too busy your socials just like think social media is a toxic man that you're like trying mm-hmm. to play <laughs> play games with her <laughs> I think that's a good point too, ghosting your social for a bit. But you know what you can do on social media? You know what? I'm I don't I feel like we've really talked badly about I social think we media just today. Take a quick turn. Just a little beep but beep I, detour. Beep back beep it up. Detour. <laughs> back it up. Park it and reverse it. Uh, Put my thing down, flip it and reverse. reverse it. <laughs> um and we're gonna back right in to this parallel park into this little mm-hmm. thing called um Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and just the Boshe Project on Instagram because this is positivity. Absolutely. We're talking about like the healthy ways to use social media. This is the healthiest single way proven to give you good karma in your life, Mm -hmm. to better your day, better our day, put some positivity out in the universe. Mm Claim that's it. what we want on social media claim, claim, it. claim it like if you, to claim if this works this is the only thing that's ever going to work us get our podcast anywhere <laughs> if you subscribe to our podcast that guy you've been thinking about every single night will text you your ex will, will text come you back. Mm-hmm. subscribe to claim download to claim subscribe to claim download to claim. <laughs> if you leave us a review you will have randomly money uh, financial abundance will come to you yes <laughs> sponsored by the government of canada let's do what we can as a collective group Mm -hmm. to foster our community is starting by supporting the boss check project the best way you know how you know how like subscribe download leave a review follow i wonder if people just stop listening to our episodes every time (laughs) the episode gets to this part i hope not because this is the my favorite part it's my favorite part it's the funniest part it's the funniest part (laughs) leave all our jokes to the end it's like a teaser yeah a teaser at the end just to leave you we'll be like listen wait wait to the end to see it hear a joke listen all the way to it don't you see those tiktoks also with knock knock who's there and then absolutely i'm into it listen it's a new thing okay. i'll remember okay perfect okay cool well that's for next week and for this week that is all she wrote the bosses are out the office is closed we'll see you next week <laughs>